If you have your Bibles, you can open up to Psalm 37. I'm going to begin with a verse out of Psalm 37, and then we'll proceed. Verse out of Proverbs, and then a verse out of Acts. Psalm 37, verse 23 reads, The steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord, and he delights in his way. The steps of the good man are ordered by the Lord. Proverbs 16:9 reads, A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. The Lord directing his steps. In the first case, the Lord ordering the steps. The Lord directing the steps. Acts 17, verse 28 reads, For in him we live and move and have our being. As also some of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. You know, if we want the Lord to use us, and we want the Lord to get us to where he needs us, we need the Lord to order our steps. We need the Lord to direct our steps. I'd say tonight on behalf of everybody in faith, that we want the Lord to use us. We want the Lord to order our steps. We want the Lord to direct our steps. And I believe that the heart of every true believer is indeed that in him we would live and move and have our being. Now, there are places God wants to get us to. There are situations God wants to get us to. There are meetings God wants us in. There are doors God wants us to walk through. There are people God needs us to cross paths with. And there are divine appointments that the Lord is setting up. Even as we sit here tonight, we got to believe in faith that there are divine appointments that the Lord is setting up. Now tonight is a divine appointment as we're in the house of the Lord. And it doesn't end in here. When we walk out of here, we have to believe that the steps of the righteous order of the Lord and that God is guiding and directing us day in and day out. And so we pray a prayer like this, get me where you want me. Now this could speak of our calling, it could speak of our destiny, the plan of God for our life, but this also speaks to every single day that we live. It speaks to every day that we wake, every day that we eat, every day that we work, our comings and our goings throughout the day. When we rise in the morning, we're believing that God is directing our steps. That He actually has a plan and a purpose in it all. You know, there have been times in my life where God has orchestrated these moments that I be at a place where He needs me. And I'm sure many of you tonight could say the same thing. That you know that God has needed you in that place or in that situation or in that meeting or to cross paths with that exact person. And it's by no mistake that you found yourself there. There have been times in my life where God has orchestrated it that I cross paths with people that I haven't seen for quite some time. In fact, decades. And all of a sudden the Spirit drops their picture into my mind, and I walk into a grocery store, and the first aisle I walk down, and that person's right there. 
You see, God wants to take us to places, but we have to be open. We have to be those that are desiring to be used of God. Those that want to be used for the glory of the King. They're open to His leading. Not so rigid in our own schedule. The truth tonight is that when the Lord has led me, it hasn't always been the most pleasant of circumstances. It might not be always the most comfortable of circumstances. It might stretch us. It may demand of us and require of us. I remember a time when I was getting flat tire after flat tire. (laughs) And I kept ending up at the same dealership, dealing with the same people over and over again. How many know getting flat tires costs, all right? And time and time again, I found myself there with the same people. And I had to sit back and say, Lord, why am I here? I got to believe that this isn't by mistake. A time I ordered a musical instrument and it arrived at UPS in shambles. I remember the lady called me and she said, your harp arrived. And I thought, I don't remember ordering a harp. I don't even know how to play a harp. And I'd, I'd been waiting for this, this piano, and you know, a little portable piano. And anyways, I drove over to UPS and I remember walking in there. And you had to look like a harp all right. It was just the inside, you know, and everything was just blown apart. And... and uh, the circuit board was in pieces, and I just remember the Lord just giving me peace. And we dealt with the situation, and I was very polite by the grace of God. And I remember at the end of it all, the lady saying, I just can't believe how you've dealt with this. Whenever we had a problem like this, people come in and they just blast us. This angry. And it was an opportunity to share why I was responding like this, why I was acting like this. Now, I don't say that to lift myself up because every one of us are capable of this. It just is determined by how we view situations, how we view circumstances, how we view problems, how we view meetings. Remember a time when an individual texts me out of nowhere asking to go for a pedal bike ride. That's the first time since I was maybe 12. And we didn't have cell phones back then, so nobody texts me. But I go for this pedal bike ride. It was quite odd. Two grown men biking around the neighborhood. I just couldn't get past that. But anyways, he was running for office, political office, in our area and started talking about the school board and all these things. I'm like, why are you coming to me? Why are you coming? Why did you text? Why are you calling me? And anyways, you know, he just thinks it's a natural thing that's happening, all this stuff. And I just was able to open up and share that this is all spiritual. There's far more going on. Got to invite his kid to VBS. That was last year. He sent his kid to VBS. And then they came to the carnival and we've kept in touch. Our kids go to school together and Well, we trust the Lord for the outcome. Remember a time I was at the hospital for stitches. Pleasant. (laughs) 
It's actually real silly. We were having a competition who could jump up right here. Just from standing, and I've been able to do that height, and Landry can attest to that. But anyways, I missed, and I smashed my shins. And you could see the bone, and I thought it's no big deal. But the next morning, I had to go. And so I went in and just waiting, and I remember being there. And I don't know if you've ever been in a waiting room, but it's not that pleasant. And I'm going to let you in on a little secret. If you go into the waiting room and you don't want to wait, fake a heart attack, all right? You'll be right in immediately. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. But I'm waiting there, and I just remember God spoke to me in such an unbelievable way. And I waited and waited and waited and waited and waited. And just to observe people and to see what the Lord was saying on how they were reacting and how they were acting. This whole thing came out of it like, you know, how are we in the season of waiting? How is my attitude in the season of waiting? I remember the Lord spoke to me so, so clearly. And so the Lord takes us where he wants us. He takes us to places he wants us so he can also teach us, doesn't he? So he takes us, he can use us, but he takes us so he can teach us. And so, Lord, get me where you want me. Not so rigid in my own schedule. I could go on tonight, so many examples. But if we want the Lord to get us where he wants us, number one tonight, we can't get angry. We must be thankful. If I want the Lord to take me where he wants me, whether it's to use me or to teach me, or I don't know what it is, even if it's to bless me, but if we think in terms of this point, if I want him to get me where he wants me, to use me or to teach me, even though it's perhaps not the most comfortable circumstance, maybe not under the ideal uh, circumstances, you know, but there we are. I have to come in with an attitude that I'm not angry at the Lord, but that I'm thankful. Flat tire is a flat tire, and it's no joke. A flat tire after flat tire is no fun. It's costly. And I feel the Lord would just ask all of us tonight, what if it costs us to get used by God? Now, I'm not just talking about money tonight. I mean, that's the example I've used. But what if it costs us to get used by God? Are we okay with that? Get me where you want me, Lord. See, the truth is he owns it all anyways. And we got to know that he has us covered. But if we are too calculated and too rigid, we will walk in and we will get angry rather than being thankful. Instead of saying, Lord, okay, here I am, use me, show me, give me eyes and ears, we're going to walk in and say, Lord, why am I here? And then he has to go through this whole process of dealing with us on that level rather than just being able to use us. And it might just be that we miss the moment. I think about that musical instrument. I went in there and shined my Christian light. And I picked it up. I put it in the back of the vehicle and I drove away. And I prayed crazy prayers like, Lord, you can do miracle right now and put this all back together. But I'm going to tell you something. He did not miraculously heal the piano. I still had a harp. But what did transpire to that I thought, what am I going to do? I have no idea how to fix this thing. But there was a brother in the church, and he helped. And he's skilled, and we, 
We even glued the circuit board back together and everything. We put it all back together and it worked. Used it for years and years. It wasn't perfect, but that's okay. I'm okay with a messed up instrument if it means someone was witness to. Because those things matter way more. Those moments in time matter way more. We know what heaven thinks of one person getting saved. I'd, I'd even say one person getting evangelized to, one person being opened to the gospel. And so we must run with that mindset as well throughout our days and weeks and months and years. When it's all his, it makes us perfect candidates to be used by him no matter the cost because he knows it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the cost is. I can get this person where I need them. I can get this person where I need to teach them, and they're going to be thankful. And so it's living with an attitude of gratitude, an attitude of thankfulness. When it's all his, it makes it easy for him to get us where he wants us because he knows we aren't caught up with natural things. They don't mean the world to us. He does and being used by him however he sees fit. You see, we pray these crazy prayers like, Lord, I surrender everything. Use me with everything. You know, I give it all to you. Do exactly what you want. I want to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And then he tries to lead us into a situation where it costs us a little thing. A little bit, it could be money, it could be time, our comfort, I don't know what it is, but all of a sudden he leads us here and we're angry. And I think sometimes, you know, he, he knows what's going to happen by foreknowledge. Maybe he limits it, that's a whole other debate. But I think he looks down and goes, I just listened to you sing all these worship songs Sunday night or Monday night, and here we are Tuesday morning, and I gave you a flat tire, or perhaps I used the flat tire, and here we are in this place and you're angry. You prayed for a divine appointment last night. You see, if you don't want any of these things to happen, you don't want to be stretched, you don't want to be used, you don't want to be taught, don't pray for divine appointments. Don't pray that the Lord would use you. Don't cry out that tomorrow, Tuesday morning, God use you at the coffee shop or use you at your place of occupation because you are going to get stretched and you're going to get put in some uncomfortable situations that's going to require of you and demand of you. But can you imagine if we all prayed it and meant it? What would happen in this city? What would happen in the schools? What would happen in the coffee shops? What would happen in the public transit system? What would take place if we would cry out to the Lord that he would use us in that way? And then when he does and messes with our perfect little schedule that we're thankful, not angry. Acts 20, 18 to 24. And when they had come to him, he said to them, you know from the first day that I came to Asia in what manner I always lived among you, serving the Lord with all humility, with many tears and trials, which happened to me by the plotting of the Jews, how I kept back nothing that was helpful but proclaimed it to you and taught you publicly and from house to house, testifying to Jews and also to Greeks, repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. And see, now I go bound in the Spirit to Jerusalem, 
not knowing the things that will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies in every city, saying that chains and tribulations await me. Who'd be like, I'm in, Lord. No matter the cost, right? I want to be used, Lord. Get me where you want me. And he goes on, he says, but none of these things move me. Nor do I count my life dear to myself, so that I may finish my race with joy. And the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. And listen to the NLT. reads, my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus. The work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. The truth tonight is if we want to make the best use of this life, use it for him and let him use it. Be one that is bound in the Spirit. Bound by the Spirit. You know, I believe the Lord is taking us places, every single one of us, but sometimes we are missing the moment. Perhaps we lose sight of it. Like we might wake up tomorrow morning after tonight and think, okay, Lord, we're ready for this. And the Wednesday comes and Thursday comes and Friday comes and it's all of a sudden September and then it's November, it's December, a whole other year. and We just get caught up in the flow. The flow of life and the Lord is trying to lead us and trying to use us in situations, in meetings, whatever it might be. But we're missing the opportunity. We just see it as natural direction when the Bible says that the steps of the righteous are actually ordered of the Lord. They're ordered of the Lord. So if I'm walking right in God, no matter the steps where they lead me, I'm not discounting that, okay, some of the steps are ordered of the Lord and the rest aren't. The ones that put me in uncomfortable situations, they're not ordered of the Lord. The ones that cost me, they're not ordered of the Lord. But rather, the Bible says, the steps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord. And so whether the circumstances that take me where he wants me, into the meeting he wants me in, through the door he wants me to walk through, in front of the people he wants me in front of are pleasant or not so pleasant, I'm thankful because he's got me where he wants me, and that's the best place for me. I just pray that our, our, our mindset can be changed tonight. That we would see differently from this night forward. If he gets me where he wants me, and I'm angry or focused on the not-so-present reality of my arrival, how on earth is he going to use me? If I have a woe-is-me attitude, or I'm sitting there counting the cost, or I'm complaining, or I'm angry, or I'm questioning the Lord, rather than being thankful. This could change our life tonight. Simple word. Number two, as mentioned, when he gets us there, we have to let him use us. Or we have to let him teach us. Or whatever it might be. But when he gets us there, we then have to allow him to use us. Lord, I'm here. 
show me why. Lord, I'm here. Open my eyes. Give me your eyes. Open my ears. Give me your ears. What is it, Lord, or who is it, Lord? You see, that should be the immediate reaction. We're thankful, and now, Lord, show me. Have you ever been there? Lord, why am I here? Or why am I here again? And I believe we are constantly walking into divine appointments. The question is, are we awakened to the fact that our steps are ordered to the Lord? Are we open and asking the Lord to show us and to use us? Again, Psalm 37, 23, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his way. When you look up ordered, it really means firm, established, actually to be set up, fixed, prepared, arranged. That's what's being said, that the Lord is actually setting up our days, the days of those who desire to be bound in the Spirit. You know, life is full of plans. There are plans we make. There are plans we are given. There are plans we have to follow through on. It could speak to our occupation. But Proverbs 16, 9 says, A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. And so things change when we understand and walk as those with strong conviction that our steps are arranged and fixed by God. That even when we're going through what might look like just a set of orders that we have to fulfill or a set of tasks that we have to fulfill, I'm going to know God can use that. And so we can't just look at it as, yeah, that set of orders again. Well, this is really going to mess with my free schedule and spirit. Don't limit God. Don't limit the Spirit. But even in that, as we are walking out and fulfilling our orders, the Lord is using us, and the Lord is leading us. The Lord wants to use us, and the Lord wants to teach us. He's actually already setting up our steps, establishing our steps, making them firm. Life is full of plans. Plans for the future. Listen to Proverbs 16, 9 in the Passion Translation. Within your heart, you can make plans for your future, but the Lord chooses the steps you take to get there. Isn't that beautiful? We don't choose the steps. We don't try and figure it out on our own way. We take the steps the Lord directs. We take the steps the Lord has fixed. The NLT, we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. Now, I wonder tonight, have you ever sat back at the end of the day and everything got done that needed getting done, but the way it all got done and the order it all got done wasn't exactly how you had it planned out? I've had a lot of days like that. A lot. It all got done, but it wasn't just like I thought. And perhaps there were moments I'm like, I, I don't really don't have time for this right now. But if we take care of God's time, you've heard me say it before, He will take care of ours. 
we will get things done faster, more efficient, with divine inspiration, because God will take care of us if we are open to being used. I think the opposite is true, that if we're so calculated, that we might live a frustrated life. And then when God does try to come to use us, we can't handle it because our iCal won't allow it. Some people are so scheduled, I don't know how God could ever use them. Every T crossed, every I dotted. The Lord is interested in each step, ordering each step. The very fact that he's actually interested in our steps and taking the time to fix our steps, this should cause us to look at life differently and to do life differently. Whether the step is great or seemingly small, we know it as a step ordered of the Lord. Sometimes God gets us places or keeps us places because he's trying to protect us. See, he sees the big picture. He knows what's going on. You know, he knows what's going on in traffic way up ahead. He knows what's going to transpire. Sometimes he's taking us to places or keeping us from places because he's trying to protect us. He knows things we do not know. We get frustrated because of detours, holdups, delays, rerouting, cancellations, and so on, when it could be that he needs us somewhere else or needs us right where we are for a little longer or he's trying to protect us from harm and danger. we got to believe that he's taking care of us. And therefore, things are happening. That's all right. We trust in the care of the Lord. I trust you can receive this tonight, that the Lord is so interested in you that he's actually taking the time to direct your steps. You might think that this is just some general thing for every person, all of us collectively, but it speaks to the individual. Not just the general flow of your life, but the steps. And I'd say to every single person here tonight that there are places God wants to get us to. There are situations that God wants to get us to. There are meetings God wants us in. There are doors God wants us to walk through. There are people God needs us to cross paths with. There are divine appointments the Lord is setting up, and there are things the Lord wants to save us from, protect us from. And so let us make it our prayer, Lord, get me where you want me. Would you make it the prayer of your life and of your days? You know, I couldn't help but think of Joseph The Lord wanted him in Egypt, right? I wonder if Joseph thought it would go down like it went down. Like he's praying, Lord, get me where you want me, use me. He's got these dreams. I wonder if Joseph had the same steps in mind as God, the same map to getting there, the same experiences, the same flow, the same people encounters. Get me where you want me, Lord. A pit. 
caravan, slave labor, prison, sold by your brothers. And time and time again, the Lord was with Joseph, and the Lord remembered Joseph. That's what we read. The Lord used Joseph the whole way to Egypt, and the Lord used Joseph in Egypt. We can have the worship team return tonight. Can we be encouraged with the fact that God is ordering our steps? He truly is endeavoring every day to use us. I believe with all my heart that the Lord wants to use every single one of us every day. It might be a small thing. It might be a big thing. Or anywhere in between. wants to use us at places of business, in meetings, even at the tire shop, even at UPS, at the park, at the shopping market, in the airport, at the drive through window. And each day he is endeavoring to care for us. Get me where you want me, Lord, so you can use me, so you can teach me. Where you want me, because you want to protect me. Get me where you want me, so you can heal me. Get me to church, so you can heal me. Into your presence, into your word. In the times of prayer, with Christian friends, those that I can trust, rely on. Our lives need His healing touch, our character, our hearts. He gets us where He wants us to use us and to teach us and protect us and heal us and feed us and fuel us. And bless us. And so we willingly go bound in the Spirit. The prayer tonight is that our eyes and ears are open to the purpose of His ordered steps like never before. Like never before. Just take a moment, close yourself in with the Lord. I don't know what it's been like for you as an individual. I don't know if it's being that God's been trying to use you, but you've just been missing it. You just can't see. Or perhaps God's been trying to use you, but as soon as you feel discomfort or there's cost involved, or it means that you're stretched, You're not thankful, but rather you're angry or questioning or just trying to get out of that environment as quickly as possible rather than asking the Lord to use you in those moments to open your eyes and open your ears.
You just make that the cry of your heart. Lord, use me. Get me where you want me. Help me to see differently. Maybe we're so limited by our schedule that God really can't even break in, break out and break through us and use us like he wants to. And therefore, we pass people by that need help. We pass people by that need an answer for the hope we have. We can't even stop just for a moment. We can't allow the Spirit to use us as freely as the Spirit desires to use us. Lord, I just pray over every single person here tonight. In this group, Lord, God, that that would be the cry of our heart. And Lord, when we get there, we would be thankful, and when we get there, we would let you use us. Lord, our eyes would not be set on our our inability, but God, we know that it's not by might and not by power, but it's by the Spirit of the Lord. And so when we go bound in the Spirit, Lord, you're going to help us. You give us the words in the meeting. You give us the words, Lord, that change lives. Open the hearts of people. Whatever it is, Lord, that you would be with us and we know you are with us. We thank you that you direct our steps and order our steps. Lord, even the little steps. Thank you, Jesus.